Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. I like wooden sides. Welcome to this week's edition of the MA Analysis Podcast. I am your host, Lance Fischel. We are once again presented by the Hammer Betting Network. John, how's it going? Very good. That was a perfectly timed intro, finally, from, from you and uh, producer Jason. So we're, we're starting off this week with a bang. We, we got an awesome fight card to break down. So uh, no more sadness from, from the past couple of weeks with the, the lack of uh, quality card. We, we got a good one on Saturday. Yeah, a lot better. Um, last week's card sucked. The week before that, that sucked. Uh, last week's card... It was fun though. Was yeah. it two weeks ago where the card was like the worst fucking card ever and it was boring? At least last week there was some, there was some good fights. The main card was, was pretty awesome last week. Yep. Brad, how about you? Uh, I'm, I'm doing well. I got one more day of work. We get Friday off because federal government, you gotta respect the troops. We're uh, also on Friday. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. And then I'm heading out to uh to BC next week for a, a conference and a few days off and you know, they're putting me up in the the swanky hotel. Mm. Um just I hope nobody's listening so they don't ask how much I spent on it, but uh hey, we're all good. No, and you have to pay for the conference? No. Oh. Government pays for all that. Come on. You work for the government? Yeah. Huh. I know, Sean, like, you do something in, like, oil. Is that right? No, I do stuff in cell phones. Cell phones. That was close. <laughs> something about, like, towers and you have to, like, cut your beard off. Yeah. We we haven't done a podcast together for, like, eight years or anything at this point. Yeah. It's not that I forget when people tell me things, especially names. It's that I don't listen when they're telling me. Like, even when I just asked a question, I wasn't listening to your answer. So it's not that I'm forgetful, it's that I don't take it in. You're an asshole, yes, correct. Yeah. I listen at work sometimes. That's because you're paid to to work. (laughs) No, he's paid to tell other people what to do. Mm. That that too. The new job's great. It's good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. They gave me just that fancy computer. Everything's uh everything's wonderful. That's good. Well, I hope you enjoy uh, British Columbia, that's that's correct. That is very correct. That's that's impressive for an American. I was gonna say Boston College, um, but I was yeah. well, you know, if you were just coming on over, uh, so, so that would have been good. Well, good. I'm happy for you, Brad. You've been following the United States election pretty closely. <laughs> eh. I try not to. It's hard not yeah. to. It's hard that's not a, to. That's probably for the best. Uh, it's been funny though. It's been, it's been funny. Alright, um, we do have a good card this week. Uh, we got a pay-per-view outside of Adesanya, obviously, in the main event, which we'll get excited. We'll leading up and then it'll suck ass. Just like, just like always. But the card is good. There's gonna be some sad moments on the card. Uh, Frankie Edgar is, is on the card as one of my all-time favorites. This is, this is it for Frankie. I, I don't want to watch that fight. But Wait, the card is very fun. good. 
It's, it's, it's a good card. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. It's good. This one's at Madison Square Garden, correct? Correct. It is, yeah. It doesn't have the same atmosphere as the Apex, but it, it should work. Uh, all right, well, let's uh, let's roll through these. And no West this week. Um, West couldn't make it. I think he's doing oil stuff as well. Is that is that right? He owns an oil refinery, so yeah. he'll be he'll be doing that. No, I know what West does. He uh, he does the the sod. He's the sodsman. He's, he's the sod, sod exactly. Like if Sean, if your name was like cell phone tower man, you would know what I did. I would know what you did, Brad. I still cell phone Sean. Something with money, I assume, Brad. Some kind of accounting. Uh, yeah. Well, obviously. Racist. Yeah. It's our people. It's our people. What are we supposed to do? It's funny. I can't do math. Horrible with numbers. Bad Jew. I break the mold. I break the mold. Yeah. No stand-up baking. No lawyer. <laughs> but you still make money, so that's the important thing. Yeah, rich, for sure. I mean, you can't break the mold too much. That much. Yeah. Um, I'll talk to Kanye about it and Kyrie and see what happens from there. Smooth All right, over. let's let's go through last week's card, which which was a fun card. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, made a little bit of money, if I recall. Uh, starting out, first fight, <laughs> Tamaris Vidal defeated Rona Pasquale, flying knee to the body, which that's, like, you read flying knee and you're thinking, okay, mm-mm. Flying knee to the body? Like, that's just, only in women's MMA can you get a flying knee to the, is that the first ever in UFC flying knee to the body finish? I believe it was. It's gotta be. Like, who the fuck gets finished by a flying knee to the body? Embarrassing. Catchweight, Jake Hadley defeated Carlos Candelario. Submission, second round. Who cares? Uh, Bantamweight, Johnny Munoz Jr. defeated Ludwig Schurler. Um, I was on that one. Sean, I think you were on him, weren't you? No, I didn't touch him, but uh, Wes was definitely on him. Wes, yeah. I had him with uh, Bautista, which was the easiest piece on the yeah, card. That's an easy one-two parlay <laughs> right there. Yeah. Then we had women's strawweight division. Uh, Pauliana Viana defeated Junyu Frey, knockout 47. I, I'm mad about this one. I usually don't pick a sub. I usually do inside, but it was like over a dollar. I think it was like a dollar more, dollar and a quarter more, yeah. and I just didn't see this happening. I think I can blame Brad. Is that right? Were you the one that, that mentioned the sub? It was Sean. Yeah. Fuck you. Can't trust a guy in oil. Right. I, I bet round one sub. I just went you you could have just went round one and it was a really good number as well. Yeah. Uh I looked after it was better than sub. I think round one was I got sub at it was like six hundred, yeah. Yeah. I didn't see it that high. high. At least yeah. not on low at least not on like legal books. I think it I right before I looked after the fight and I think it was like plus four fifty, but the sub was like plus three fifty or plus three seventy five, I don't remember, but yeah. I mean plus she knocked her it was the three ugliest punches that I've ever seen in my life that all looked like they had no power at all. So it wasn't good. And then she talked about uh not fingering Colby's asshole after the fight and gotta say, pretty disrespectful on her part. <laughs> it's not sex that's a positive. Former champ. That's all that that's what I'd say. It's not sex positive. You can't you can't yeah. uh shame a Cla- man like that. Claudia Gadelia would never. Never. And by that I mean like she would. She's she's into the butt stuff. Yes. Right. Yes. But all right. Then we had Mario Batista just crushing Benio Lopez sub first round. 
I don't think there's ever been a more obvious outcome. Like I don't I don't put much stock. I like Bautista regardless going into this fight. That way in, if there's ever been a guy that just said, fuck it, I don't care. Like I can't think of a better example. He takes three years off, he comes back, he looks like he hasn't left his couch in those three years, comes out and just gets absolutely massacred in the first round. Sometimes it's just it's easy like that. Turns out being a real estate agent is not a good uh, path for, for MMA fighters. That uh, that doesn't get you many wins. He's probably not as good as Al either. Al's great realtor. Great realtor. What's what's this guy's market? Like Sacramento or something like that? Isn't he, he an like? alpha male guy? Maybe he's in like Stockton. Stockton Sorry, al- al- alpha, alpha person. Mm. He's trying to sell houses in Sacramento. That's ugh, gross. Yeah, I can't put up with the alpha male stuff. It's it's 2022. Alpha them, I think, is the appropriate appropriate way to put that. All right, let's move on. Women's flyweight division. Miranda Maverick, Shana Young. Uh, awful, awful fight. Barely paid attention, but the parts I did focus on a little bit, they weren't enjoyable. UFC doing rematches that nobody wants and nobody cares about, especially when it's just one-sided. And then Ooh. she couldn't even finish her. Oh, LR said the flying knee was to the uterus. That makes that makes a lot a lot more sense. Ah, that makes more sense there. All right, let's move up now to the main card. As we had Grant Dawson defeating Mark Madsen. This was the loser for the boys. Uh, I believe this was Munich. Is that correct? Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. So Munich moves to uh, nine seventy four and one. I believe I think this was our first official loss. There was a couple losses early on, uh, but those those weren't real. Uh, they were free bets. So those, those came off, came off the record. Of uh, Dawson looked good. I mean, he's, he's good. It's, it's funny. I've been on Madsen. I've, I've never been a Madsen guy. I haven't been on him very much. I've been on Dawson. I think all of his fights besides this fight, I, I jumped off here. Um, it's, he's good, but you, you can't have the weight issues and you can't have his style into one. Yes, I know we got the finish here versus Madsen, who just, whatever, he was awful. But you can't miss weight. You can't have that style and expect to get these big fights, which is kind of he was talking. I thought, I thought he was gracious after after the fight. I didn't think it was – I thought it was a good interview. But he's he's got to get a little bit more exciting. I think he's got to get a little more harder on his ground and pound. And he's got to make fucking weight. You can't go up and wait and then miss weight again. Like, unless you're fucking Rumble Johnson packing 18 inches. Like, that's the only way you can do things like that. So he's got he's to do better there. But he looked fucking incredible. Uh, well, he did, but he also got outstruck and dropped by Marco Madsen. Yeah, but he—I wouldn't say he got outstruck by Mark Madsen. I would say well, he they got... didn't strike after that. <laughs> exactly. Well, they did a little bit here and there, but I thought his striking looked oh, yeah, like calf kicks. I forgot about the calf kicks. Like, yeah, you don't—you don't need good striking when you have Grant Dawson. Like he has okay-ish striking where he can use it to get the fight to the ground. He's great on top. I think he needs to be a lot better with his ground and pound because he kind of just sits there and waits for an opening for a sub versus throwing. The guys who are great on the ground who can, you know, win fights like that are guys who throw hands. Create, uh, we don't create openings. Ground and pound's kind of a lost art, honestly, in, in MMA in general. It's it's turned from just you, you get them down, you either get in their back and stalling, or you are gonna just lay in their guard and hope the guy makes a mistake. And that's that's really it. It's kind of sad, but yeah, we'll see. All right, it was kind of shocking. So just before we move on from that, it was kind of shocking that Madsen was undefeated in this or coming into this fight because 
he quit so quickly after he got kicked in the calf like three times. Yeah, I don't think he's been kicked there much because he yeah, he was not about <laughs> he did that. not like it. <laughs> it wasn't good. And also, to the point I've made on this show, and I went against myself in this, we need yep. to stop calling Greco-Roman wrestlers wrestlers. wrestlers. You can't do it. it. It's a different, it's a different, and Grant Dawson, I kind of regretted my, I regretted my bet instantly. And I, I thought about this, but like, I didn't really put it into play. When you're facing into a Greco Roman, just shoot a fucking shoot. low single. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> like, what he did, exactly. Just, just shoot a low single. Greco Roman is not freestyle wrestling. It is not folk style wrestling. It is not the same thing. And I don't even know how you get into Greco Roman, because anyone who was good in folk style, like in high school wrestling, after you finish, if you want to wrestle in the offseason, which a lot of the guys did, you go into freestyle. I, I, I never met anyone worth a shit that's like, all right, guys, offseason, time to bulk up and get my Greco going. Like you wrestle freestyle. Like that's what everyone does. And freestyle is obviously what you see in the Olympics and everything else. Um, and and yeah, Greco. <laughs> no one watches it. Like no one – like if, when you watch Olympic wrestling, you watch – Freestyle. All the guys in freestyle are the best wrestlers in the world. Like, that's their wrestling, freestyle wrestling. And because Greco is the upper body stuff, you, you really have to be able to create against the fence and work your throws and stuff, which is a little bit harder in MMA because guys are digging under and you can throw punches and knees, and it's just not as effective a style in MMA or wrestling in general. Correct. All right. Oh, Minnesota Correct. wrestling. Shout out. The shirt I, I to show I haven't I haven't grown. I got this shirt in high school, my Eight junior years. year, and it still fits exactly the same. Is that weird? I've, I'm with you. I've got some old uh, jerseys from like elementary school that are like tight now, but the height and everything it, it still works. This was baggy in season. <laughs> in wrestling, uh, but it always fits in in between. I still have a Steve Young jersey that I got in, I think, like early middle school, late elementary school. It's a youth extra large. It still still fits. Yeah. The you know the jerseys they come a little bit they come a little bit bigger. All right. I, I know what you're talking. Sean doesn't understand, but it's great. I mean, the the frequency that you have to rebuy clothes, so much less for us. So I've had the, I've had the same size shirt, uh, dress shirt, collared shirt, pants, shorts, since like 2004. Like since I was done wrestling, and like I've, I'm I've been the exact same weight within like three four pounds either way since 2004. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you don't have to buy new clothes unless they get ruined. It's perfect. All right. Uh, by the way, Tagir Umbekov defeated Nate Maness. We we took a whiff on this one as well. Um, he had nothing for him. He just had absolutely nothing for him. I, I was surprised how easily he got choked out. I didn't think this would be the way he'd lose, like a quick sub. But, I mean, Umbekov's good. He is good. I thought Maness would give him a fight, though. Real ugly. Both of these guys. Hmm. Very ugly. Very ugly. All right. Featherweight division. We had the fix in. 
Shailen <laughs> Nurendeki defeated uh, Derek Minner, TKO, first round. I, to cover this, the fight was whatever. I, I had, I know for me, I had under two and a half here. It hit, obviously, rather easily. Uh, I bet that at the jump before all the weird stuff. Like, I got at, like, 125. I think it went off at, like, over 200, uh, minus 200. It was higher than that. So, a, a couple things here, because this has gone completely mainstream. This was not a fix. People keep throwing the word fix around. It's not a no. fix. This is ha- this happened in the TJ Dillashaw fight. The only difference is TJ Dillashaw's coach isn't a criminal. <laughs> He's not a piece of shit. Well, he might be, but he didn't, he didn't do what James Krause, this was so obvious. James Krause leaked out his bullshit. And the funny thing, this just happens like two weeks after the UFC banned betting from coaches <laughs> and fighters and then Krause purposely leaks betting or injury information. Guy gets instantly hurt and finished, and that was an investigation. I don't see how Krauss survives this. Uh, I don't know if he'll do jail time or anything crazy like that legally. Might. Doubtful. But he's got to be done. He's done, right? He's got to be. Like, he can't there's, absolutely, there's absolutely messages out there of him telling people before the fight that Minner was fucked. Or him, like, asking people to bet on the under or, like, the opponents or whatever. Because, man, this this one went nuts. Um, and if he could have just bet himself, he probably just would have. And he wouldn't have had this problem. Uh, yeah. But he couldn't because of the new rules. So he fucked himself over. He's yeah, I'm bad. sure he didn't bet. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. He <laughs> might not have walked to the counter himself. <laughs> but he's he's in some deep shit. It, 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 I mean, this thing was mainstream instantly. Yeah. I mean, this was on the cover of ESPN. It was it was all over. Like, there, there, this isn't one of those things. I think the UFC can just cover up. There is an investigation going on, and they're gonna find the Discord. And all this, it's already out there. People are seeing it. You see it retweeted. Um, he's in, he's in some trouble, and I, I love to see it because he's a giant piece of shit. He thinks he's this great gambler. He's, he's trash. I'm saying he makes more on gambling than he does fighting and coach. Like, the guy is just trash. Well, so that happened. Now he can go out there and prove it because he's not going to be coaching in the UFC yep. much longer. <laughs> yeah, you can be a professional gambler. See how that works yep. for him. <laughs> Good luck. All right. Let's now move on to the Welterweight Division. Neil Magny defeated Dan Rodriguez, sub third round. Um, I think we were all on old Magny. Consensus. Year, right? consensus. That was consensus? Yeah. Of course it was. I couldn't remember if it was Manass or uh, or that. Magic said Nate Manass should be arrested and executed. That's correct. Jason, wet, weighted blanket, Dagestani way. Yes, this is very true. We do, this is a, a not a Russian podcast. We do not like Russians here. Not at all. Sean, you could probably pass as a Russian though. The with the the scruff, so it bubbles up like the Dagestani way. Mm-hmm. I'm let it go. Um, Magny worried me here in the second round, but he turned up the pressure and got the takedown and got the win. Impressive here by Neil Magny. I mean, that was that was a big fucking win. That was a good win. It's a good win. It's it's getting the the Magny Medoff way is is getting a little sketchier and sketchier as he uh, as that hairline creeps 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 farther back. Mm-hmm. The hairline's not even creeping. It's like it's going back a little bit here and like forward here and like there's a big bald spot in the middle somewhere. It's rough. 
He's uh, I, I didn't I didn't know what to expect after that second round. Uh Never and then again. when he gets taken down, uh that was that was a beautiful yeah. comeback. That was uh that was one for the for the ages for the old Magni Medoff uh highlight so, rule. We we've talked a lot about how guys get old. We've we've seen it gun shy is one where you get old. That's not Maggie there. We've seen Chin is one. We've seen that. We've seen slow, like slow down a little bit. Magni is in the, is in the fourth category. It's not that his chin is gone or that he's gun shy. He's in the, I'm scared to get punched in the face mode. Did you see that? He was cowering a bit. He was like, he was like, 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 it looked like if I was fighting Tyson, like it's like, it's kind of how it looked. Like every, like he would faint Magni be like, just huge like, reaction. I don't know if that was because of the, the, the caliber of striker he was facing in the power of Rodriguez, but I was I was watching that second round. I was like, this this is a fucking wrap. I was like, he can't get inside because he's scared to get inside because he doesn't want to get punched in the face. Like that's not a good place to be. All right, women Charlotte, Amanda Lemos defeated Marina Rodriguez. Knockout third round. Um, yeah. That was the first first and only thing that happened in the fight. I barely did. I I believe that was the was that the only dog that hit the whole card. Um, I believe so. Yes. I mean, there was yeah. there was yeah there was a close like coin flip fight, but other than that, no dog. I somehow hit. made money, which I do not bet a ton of favorites. Usually, <laughs> thank you for thank you uh, thank you for the under and the dirt. <laughs> Derek yeah, needed that. <laughs> needed that bad. Because yeah. Magni was like a pick him. I, I got Magni at like minus 115. Yep. Yeah, same. So I guess that Lemos chick is going to fight for the belt or something. I don't, I don't care. At least she's got some power. I mean, yeah. that's, that's better that the, the fight did not go 25 minutes because that's what I expected from Rodriguez. There's, yeah, there's worse. The Rodriguez chick, not fun. Not fun at all. Don't like her. Um, yeah, so we had no main events, no co-main events, no third from the tops worthy on this card. So we move on to next week's card, which we got a whole lot of good coming up. This will be UFC 281, live from Madison Square Garden. Uh, great, great pay-per-view. The, the prelims are actually, even the, the pre-prelims, like the first set, there's some, there's some really good fights. I mean, second from the bottom is RSA Montel Jackson. So we got a good card. We'll jump in right now. We'll start in the light heavyweight division with Carl Olberg taking on Nikolai Negrumilov. I think that was it. Nishan? Yeah, I don't have much here. This is fairly low level. Olberg, you know, he does have pretty good striking. Um, I I don't know. I don't know what to do here. Uh, I I don't think uh, Nikki Negranu is is that good. So Olberg probably. Wins a decision with with the just jabbing him and and that's about it. Hopefully, hopefully it gets a little sloppy and a little more fun than that. Uh, but yeah, the pick I think is Olberg. This is Adesanya's fluffer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. good for him. Yep. He's got Adesanya's got a, a titty, so he's got that. that it works out fun. for both of them because this, this Carlsberg dude is uh, he's pretty handsome. He's he's a handsome fella. Looks big, titties. 
He looked big titty. I wouldn't. I don't know how big he looked, but that the titty's out of control. The steroid. <laughs> the steroid titty is just. Yeah, it's only one time, Lance. Come on. Uh, did you see him the other day? The steroid titty's back. It is. It's back. Yep. Well, that means that's a good thing. What happened? What happened the last time he had steroid titty? I assume he won by decision. I was gonna say it was probably a boring fight. Yeah, twenty-five minutes. That, was, that wasn't the cost of fight. That wasn't the cost of fight. No, I don't I know. Google, yeah, Google Adesanya titty. <laughs> titty, titty Sanya. Adesanya titty. You just get a bunch of pictures um, of his titty. Anyway, uh, <laughs> on this fight, while well, Lance is looking that up, um, <laughs> big titty. The the fact that uh, that Carlsberg. Is handsome, works to his detriment, because whenever anybody fights back against him, he does not like it. I'm not sure if little Nicky Negreanu is uh, is good enough for that to actually matter here, because he is very bad. Uh, but at least he's willing to fight you, so I, I think that he might get uh, Carlsberg tired and uh, kind of take this one over late, but not enough for me to bet. It right, was the cost see. of fight, so Pereira's yeah, fucked, yeah. if that's true. Yeah, it was the, it was the cost of fight. The, the titty was a little bit bigger last time. So I don't know, maybe it's like half. I mean, if you, there's this one picture Worst where it just, it just shows the titty. The titty. I mean. Oh, uh, your search uh, history is, is interesting, Lance. This is a work laptop. Oh, perfect. <laughs> As you know, I don't own a laptop, just the. I know. The, man. Alright, anyway. Uh, yeah, I guess Olberg wins. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bet this fight until we'll pass. Alright, Bantamweight Division, Julio Arce, Montel Jackson, Nushan. Should be a fun one. Um, you know, like Arce, I, I thought he was good. He, that Yadong, that Yadong fight kinda was a, a, a decent setback. Him getting, I mean, it was a, it was a close fight against Awadu as well. Um, Montel Jackson is, he's a flawed fighter, but if he can implement his game plan, he's, he's probably going to look good. Um, he's got good takedowns. Arce's got good takedown defense, so we might see some striking. At that point, it, it probably becomes a, a closer fight than what the odds say. Um, I do think Jackson, uh, will get him down though, and, and I don't know if he finishes him, but I think he, he wins pretty decisively. Brett? I actually like Arce here. I think that if this is on the feet, I, I know Jackson's a little bit longer, but I think Arce is a significantly better striker than Jackson. Jackson kind of needs to get in there and just bully guys with his size and his wrestling. I don't necessarily think his wrestling is great because he's fought a couple of good wrestlers and they out-wrestled him. Uh, I, I think that Arce is going to be good enough to keep it on the feet, and I think he's got a pretty significant advantage there. So, like Arce, I, I think he probably takes a decision in this one. Uh, not super confident, because, I mean, Jackson is massive and could get some takedowns on him and, and do some damage in the clinch, that sort of stuff. But uh, I took Arce for a unit plus 175. Good point from our friend Aaron Watershow. How much longer is Jackson, hog analysis-wise? Yeah, that's uh, that's going to play a part here. I mean, big advantage there. Skinny, tall, black fella. I think he's got it. I think he's got it. Um, but is it like is it like pipe cleaner? 
where it doesn't matter? It, it never touches the sides? The girth isn't important in this situation. <laughs> it's strictly it's strictly the leg. It's just just the leg. Um person hammer network hog nose. That is true. Um <laughs> I I I I lean Jackson winning this fight. I think Arce has good traditional takedown defense. Jackson's kind of hard to deal with. He just gets up close. He can clinch you. He can get takedowns that way. He's not, he would be, he would struggle taking out maybe a Greco Roman wrestler to tie it back, uh, earlier in the show. I, I think oh. Jackson's length is going to give him, you know, up and down. It's going to give him a lot of trouble here. Arce, I think if they were boxing, it was a regular just boxing match. Yes, I think Arce's got the bigger hands, the, the better hands, the better striking, but I think Jackson's going to, He's going to clinch him. He's going to work dirty. He's going to work behind the jab. I think he can get some takedowns here. Um, so, yeah, I like uh, I like Jackson here, but I'm not betting it. He he makes some mistakes that I'm not overly have comfortable betting with, and especially laying juice. So I'm going to pick Jackson, but this is going to be a, a pass. I, I pass on a lot of the uh, the prelims, but all right. Yeah, magic refactoring here, Jackson, 32 IQ. That's being generous. Uh, is, <laughs> he, he goes full riddle a, a good bit. Definitely full yeah. riddle. It's a bit scary in there. All right, let's move on now. By the way, division, Michael Trezado taking on Choi Sung-woo. Yushan. I was trying to find a way to play this fight. Uh, I didn't end up betting it. I, I do like Choi. Uh, his his little skid here was uh, a bit surprising to me. I, I didn't think Josh Kulabau would be able to uh, drop him a couple times. and I... I mean the Caceres fight. That is that's that's one for the ages. That's a pretty good choke job after uh, almost finishing him and then just getting out of there, taking that uh, door out. Um, Choi has shown pretty good power. He's dropped three different guys in the UFC. Trezano, for the most part, has had a good chin until last fight against Almeida when Almeida dropped him a couple times. Um, I was looking at the under two and a half. It was like plus 170. I ended up passing. I think Choi is just the better striker. I don't think this hits the floor. Uh, and I think Choi is the better striker and, and wins a decision. Brad? Yeah, I ended up throwing Choi in a parlay here. Um, I think that Trezano isn't very good, and he's been fighting a lot of guys who aren't particularly good. And anytime he's tried to take uh, a remote step up in competition – hasn't fared too well. So Choi, you can kind of say the the same thing for him, but I think the way that he loses fights is more uh, in power hitters and opportunistic sub guys like Caceres. Um, and Trezano can't really do either of those things. He's just going to try and maybe put volume on you. Sometimes he doesn't even do that. Uh, but I think that when these guys exchange, Choi's got more power and he's going to win those exchanges. Yeah, I mean, Choi, this one, but this is another one, just not overly confident. This is, this is by far the worst fight on the card. I would say this fight's not, not very good. I mean, losing to Josh Kulabau and, and Caceres isn't, isn't exactly great. Um, I, I think he is the better striker. I think he's the more powerful striker. Um, Trezano is just, I, he's not really good at anything, really. He has faced some tough, tough guys. I mean, he lost to, he lost to with Dawson, DeWuda, so he's, he's lost to some good guys, but, I don't know, Trezano just doesn't seem to have it. I would lean Choi just to be the crisper striker, land some more shots, possibly even get him out of there. Uh, but this is not a fight I'm going to be. I do have a lot of bets this card, just not early on. 
uh, which is funny. I usually have a lot of prelims bets, but on this one, it's got to be a pass. Oh, and I said worst fight in the card. I forgot about the next one. All right, yeah. we're going to start division. Carolina Kovalevich fighting against Silviana Gomez Juarez. How interesting. I thought Kovalevich retired like several times because she lost like 13 in a row. That didn't happen? She did, and then she, remember last time out, she beat Felice Herrig, who retired right after she got choked out by uh, Kovalevich, yeah. which is a, a very bad sign. If, if she cried know. a lot. I, I saw yep. that. If, if you look at – I just pulled her up. She beat Felice Herrig. And then she lost five in a row. And then she beat Felice Herrig. <laughs> so, so if you only look at the Herrig fights, she's two and zero. Oh. I mean, or she's going to lose five straight fights now. That would be my guess. Uh, is, is I, I don't think she'll last for five. That's the only thing there. Um, funny thing to me in this fight is uh, Juarez has had three UFC fights. They have all ended in the first round. Yet over two and a half is still like minus one forty. Um, I think she wins. Uh, I do not believe in, in Kovalkiewicz, no matter how bad Juarez is. Brad? So, I really haven't put any thought into this fight because why would, like, you? Why would I? Um, Especially on a card like this. <laughs> but I, I just clicked the the props on uh, on best fight odds, and Kovalkiewicz sub is plus 550. Um, I wonder what sub round one is because, like... You said she loses all of her fights in the first round or she wins in the first round. Uh, it looks like plus 1300 out there. Yeah. Uh, I, I might have to, to toss a little sprinkle on that to, to see if she can, uh, get the, the combat hits, uh, combat hits veteran, uh, stuck in an arm bar or something like that. I'm shocked. I was listening to Magic, uh, his show earlier. He didn't even mention the combat hits in this one. Wow. Magic, you're, you're slipping. <laughs> um, Kovalkiewicz, uh lost five in a row and then cried a lot like she won the Super Bowl when she beat Feliz Herrig I think right there tells you you gotta pick against her if that was her Super Bowl I don't know not good so I will pick other chick now let's move on from here on out outside of one fight we get good here uh, lightweight division Matt Frivola Otman Azatar Probably said that wrong. Let's go with the strawberry. Zaytar, he's the guy that uh, bag, everybody wants to know what's in the bag that he smuggled into. Uh, no, his brother smuggled in the bag. It wasn't him. Yeah, all right, all right. Well, I'm sure he was delivering that bag to to his brother. Natural. Um, those aren't naturals, Magic. Those are store bought. <laughs> <laughs> those are Tijuana bags. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think Azatar is, this is pretty simple to me, Azatar early or Fravol is going to survive the, the onslaught and tire him out with grappling and probably win a decision. Um, my guess with what we've seen from Fravola lately is Azatar gets out of there early. Brad? I, if Montel Jackson... Mr. This is how we do it is 32 IQ. Uh, what is Matt Frivola? Cause, whew, he'll brawl with anybody and he's gonna brawl here and he is going to get slept because of it. The, the bag man is Atar. Um, he, he's got some power. He can crack a little bit. 
Uh, I think he's athletic enough that he can at least scramble once or twice, even if Frivola does try and wrestle here. And yeah, I think he's just going to, Frivola's lost twice in like a minute in the UFC against not very good guys in, in one of those occasions, at least he lost to, to Marco Polo Reyes. Um, I, I think that Azatar can do something similar. So early KO, I, I took some back when it was around a couple days ago, plus 108, uh, FanDuel still had it at. So the argument here, uh, in the chat room again about Kovalkiewicz, <laughs> just look up pictures of her from like five years ago. And then look up pictures <laughs> now. Smaller than Izzy five years ago. <laughs> at least the one. It's, 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 it's a very obvious one. Maddie, just go back, do some research five years ago. It is, it is way more obvious actually than Joanna, I would say. The difference. No. I think no. so. I think so. They both happened around the same time, but Joanna seems like so much thinner that it's yeah. like they're popping out on the side and everything. It's, it's a weird proportion thing with her. I mean, there used to be just nothing. That's fair. Yeah. So, all right. Um, I like Ottman here a lot. I, I think for Polo is just a giant trash can who only wins fights when his, his opponents get too tired to want to continue fighting. He's really not good at anything. Anything. Other than he can get punched sometimes and not die, and then he keeps going. I guess uh, he's kind of tough in that way, but his chin's not exactly good. Ottman fucking craps, and he doesn't give a shit. This guy is just, he's, I think he's very underrated. This guy's, like, he's a killer. Like, he has some big fucking power in his hands. He can get guys out of there. Um... I, I like him here a good bit. Um, I think it's what minus one twenty. Is that right yeah. on the uh, on the money line? And then insides like plus one forty. Yeah. So I gotta figure it, out him round is. one is like plus three thirty five at Bet Online. Yeah, I read that. Um, is this Munich, Brad? I don't remember. I mean, we said it was Munich back when it was plus money. Is it? Is it still gonna be Munich? Inside the distance? Done. I mean, yeah. Is there any way he wins a decision here? It's no. possible, yes. No. No, probably not. <laughs> no! There we go. Yes. You watch the process. You watch the magic live on air, folks. That's really the extent I do on research in MMA. That's that's it. All right, let's move on now to the middleweight division. My boy, day one, Andre Petrosky fan, Petrosky fan versus Wellington Terman. Just awful. New son? Yeah, I think we're all fans of Petrosky because I think we all hit uh, him against Maximov. Day one. Um, yeah, that was that was some big numbers were hit on that fight. So yeah, he's uh, he's got he's in the good graces. That's for sure. Um, as for this fight, I, I think it probably becomes kind of a scrambly, sloppy fight. Neither of these guys have very good stand-up. Uh, is, is Petrovsky gonna for sure be able to take him down? He might get him down a couple times, then I, I'm not sure. He, I don't know about Petrovsky's, uh, gas tank, so. 
Brad clued me into a uh, a number on this fight over one and a half. That's like minus one hundred five, minus one ten. It's a bit off market. That's that's probably good. I don't I don't think either of these guys is getting it done that quickly. It it seems like it'll be more of a gassy finish uh, in the third round, if if anything. So uh, I guess I'll take Petrovsky. Um but I don't like it for a bet. I'm going to play that over one and a half, though. Don't be a pussy. Brad? Um, I think this is, like, classic Petrovsky, where he looks great in the first round. He gasses horribly and looks like he's going to die in the second round. Uh, and then he comes back and has a, a decent third round. Either he finds a takedown or, or finds a finish. Um, the, the turd man is not great. Um, the the only concern about that I have about that over one and a half uh, bet uh, for Canadians, that's at True North, by the way. I think it's probably already moved after uh, a couple of people that I've told and we've gotten in on it. Um, but Terman doesn't have a good chin, but Petrosi doesn't really know how to throw punches. So I think that's a, a good trade-off here. Still love that over one and a half. And, and I'm kind of leaning towards, uh, you know, Petrosky to, I don't think he's going to pull out another round three. I, I don't think that's going to happen in this one. Uh, I think he's probably going to get a decision here. Uh, Turman doesn't exactly have a good gas tank here. And I think this is not going to be a type of fight that Turman's going to enjoy. Podrowski makes fights ugly. He takes you down. He beats you up. He's threatening for subs. We talked earlier about ground and pound is kind of a lost art. Podrowski does some ground and pound work. He he likes to throw some fists on the ground. I don't think Turd Burglar is going to really like that one. I think I think we could see a quit job in the second or third. I think if Petrosky gets him down early in the first, takes him down, beats him up, threatens a little bit, I think he gets an early takedown in the second. I could I could see a quit job from Turman here and. Petrovsky just seems like he has a knack for for finding a finish in fights. Even when you think there's no chance he's going to finish, he just finds a finish out of nowhere. And I think I don't think the his striking on the on the feet matters in this one. He's the better wrestler. He can take this fight where he wants. And I think it's under minus two hundred now. That's awful. Minus one ninety five uh, at DraftKings right now. I think that's just insanely low to me. I, I think Petrovsky is the real. I think the only thing he's been missing is that gas tank. He gets that cardio. I mean, he's he's a good fucking fighter. I think at minus 195, minus 200, whatever it is around, I think that's I think that's worth the throw. So I'll, I'll be betting Petrovsky in a uh, parlay. Maybe. Uh, well, what's inside the distance? Inside the distance is... Plus, uh, plus 115 at the best. Uh, plus 110. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Women's flyweight. Molly McCann versus Aaron Blanchfield. You know, I can dig McCann. Of course I want to fuck the guy. Have you seen the beard and the whole thing? What kind of stupid questions are that? Mine should be reversed. Who's going to wrestle for Turd Burglar? Come on, Matt. <laughs> All right, new tone. Molly McCann versus Aaron Blanchfield. Turd Burglar the wrestler. I I think that the UFC is kind of cashing out Molly McCann before she loses to somebody horrible. 
if she does somehow pull it out, then it's it's a bonus for the EOC and they get some more play on Barstool and all that shit. But uh, Blanche Field, I think, is is good, and Molly McCann has been fighting can't. So Blanchfield's going to take her down and smash her, and this line is is a good line. Not playing it, but it's that's what it should be. Bradley Dogwalk. Uh, Turk's got a, a torn CCL right All now, right? So uh, we'll we'll have to see. Maybe maybe we'll be able to get it's the equivalent of a human ACL. Oh no! So we have to like yeah. not move and shit. Yeah, he's got surgery coming up next Monday, or oh, not next yeah. Monday, the the following Monday. How do you keep a dog from like running? Um, I'll I'll figure it out. It, it'll work. How long is recovery? Uh, so apparently they can get back to like walks and stuff after about two weeks, uh, like short bad. walks, uh, and then you know it'll be you know. Eight to, to twelve weeks for basically normal activity, and then I, I just want to have him back ready to go for next spring, so he can be off leash and, yeah. and doing all his normal. How do you get hurt? Uh, it, with dogs, it's just a degenerative thing. It's not any oh. sort of uh, acute activity. So he was taking a shit, and then he ran back to me in the woods and, and jumped over a stick. And as soon as he landed, after jumping over that stick, uh, just Gone. Well, if you want to make him feel better, I uh, herniated a disc putting my sock on. I'll tell him that. I don't know if that would make him feel better. I, you know, probably. And when you put on socks after after a shower or you're getting dressed, do you sit down to put on your socks? Yes. I don't do that. Sometimes. Just all all standing. So my back was already sore, and I was like, all right, and I like bent down to like put my sock on. Ball game. There it is. So well, he is—he's a Rottweiler, so he's German. So hearing that about you, that might lift his spirits. I don't know. <laughs> it could. You know, maybe he did this just so you would suffer. Mm. <laughs> yeah. He's a smart I dog. Know. I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you breaking down this fight, Brad? Oh, I don't. I don't. Has Aaron Blanchfield ever been in like a, a fight? Like I, I don't know that that Molly McCann is good enough for that to happen here, but she can actually drag her into a fight. Uh, not going to happen. But I, I don't care about this. I don't know. Uh, apparently, Blanchfield's like the greatest prospect ever. She's fought in the UFC three times apparently, and I don't remember any of it. McCann knockout is what you're saying. Yeah, another spin and elbow. I mean, it seems likely. Plus twelve hundred. <laughs> For I'm specifically spinning elbow. <laughs> I might be. I might be taking a stab on McCann knockout twelve to one here for a few shekels. Give me, give me a hundred to one on a spinning back elbow, and I'll take it. Well, if you recall, me and Mister Baby Dick Sean Carey had a very similar bet, <laughs> and I won. I bet Sean that if you are new to the show, was this ten years ago? No, it was like six, seven. Long time ago. I'm looking well, it up right now. I bet Sean straight up that Uriah Hall would knock out Gaygard Masasi <laughs> by spinning back kick, and Sean was supposed to travel to Calcutta, find a rat, and eat rat shit, 
And he yep. didn't do it. He welched. And then he got September. And then September. He, <laughs> he, he did get cancer. He got he, cancer. He came, came back to Twitter for uh, six hours to get some, some money. money from us because America, America and the healthcare. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, his best friend, Luca, chipped in. That was, that was nice of his best friend, Luca, uh, mm-hmm. to spread the word. Did Luca give him money? Yeah, Luca <laughs> gave him money and posted about how his friend got cancer and he was trying to raise money for friend? him. <laughs> how much did Luca, how much did Luca give him? I don't know, like 300 bucks or something. I don't think he posted it. Yeah, I don't wow. know if he posted that. Uh, but anyway. Yeah, same here. Uh, September 26th. 2015. Seven. Okay. Seven years ago. Yep. That was, that, I, I want to, outside of like, maybe my, like a Dubronx title win and stuff like that, take Dubronx out of it and some of that stuff. I want to say that was my favorite MMA moment ever is when, cause do you remember Twitter that night after that happened? Cause everyone knew about this. Check with it. I, I must have got 150 mentions in like two minutes and it was all tagging Sean. All telling him to go to Calcutta and rap shit. It I was, made a video of it. There's a, yeah. Showing the I, I know we're, we're on the hammer YouTube right now, but hop over to the, uh, the MMA analysis, uh, or the hammer YouTube, but hop over to the MMA analysis YouTube channel and Calcutta rat shit. It's right can there. Can someone send me this link? Oh, I don't no, know. This is, this is still the analysis YouTube. So it's oh, right here. Well, there you go. I don't understand the internet. I'm old. <laughs> like I can find it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's good. It's good. All right. Molly McCann, knockout. 12 to 1. Boom. All right. Light heavyweight division. Dominic Reyes, Ryan Span. Interesting fight. You, Sean. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Ryan Span's that good, but I got to fade Dominic Reyes. Uh, big layoff. Has looked horrible in his last two fights. Uh, I know that Ryan Span is, is not a very good fighter, but he's... He's pretty. He's got some power. Can wrestle a bit. I think he can can get uh, Reyes out of there if Reyes is kind of who he was. I think he can get him out of there, and I'll I'll take that chance that uh, Reyes isn't back to kind of who he was when he got that title shot. Um, so I took Span uh, plus one ninety for half a unit, and Span inside the distance at plus three hundred for a half unit. Brad, yeah, this is one that. I'm considering, haven't bet yet. Um, initially, I was looking at Span TKO. There's like some plus 450s out there for that, but I know he does have a good guillotine as well. It's just, man, does Dominic Reyes love to get punched in the face? Uh, and I know people think that he looked good in the Jones fight. I thought Jones looked bad in that fight. And like, what is Reyes's good? performance uh he, he always seems to have a moment or two in a fight and then just ends up getting blitzed and and uh absolutely demolished at, at some point in it so it was the chris weidman knockout if you're wondering <laughs> i know that's the one right before the title shot but like before that it was like vulcan i think he won like a a split decision over or something and yep. it was just a very very lackluster run to a, a title shot and uh, got all this hype and he's just not very good. So I, I kind of like span here as well. I think the under is probably 
Uh, under two and a half is probably a pretty good parlay piece if you want to do that because I think it's a finish either way. But yeah, mostly mostly span. I've got to go the other way here. I don't know why. I think it's I know the layoff, but maybe the layoff was was good for him. Maybe after those three fights, maybe taking a layoff, taking some time off. This isn't three and a half years of sitting on the couch. I don't think that's what this is for. For Dominic Reyes here, and if you have you checked the the real estate listings in wherever he trains from, <laughs> I could do that. Aaron, Aaron, if you're still listening, I need you to check real estate <laughs> in where, where's he living in your area. He's in California, so if you could go ahead and check the real estate market and see if he's got any listings. Um, uh, Reyes uh, up and yes, I know he he lost the bones and he I thought he didn't look good. That John does he there's ugly fights, but. Ray is decent. He almost finished Yeri in his last fight, who went on to to win the belt, and he definitely had his his moments in that fight. Um, and I I don't know. I think Ray is just too. He's not that old. He's only thirty two. He took some time off, let the chin recover a little bit. Um, Span's not very good. He's just not a not a very good fighter. I think we're looking at it's pure striking and technique. I think Reyes is is much much better. Um, I think the line actually indicates this layoff and everything. What is it now? Like minus, minus 200, down to minus 205. If this fight, if it wasn't for a long layoff and this was a year and a half ago, this is like minus 500. And I think the line indicates the layoff and everything else. Span is a below average fighter. When Reyes is on, he is a top five fighter. And I think at minus 200, I actually think this is worth the throw, so I am going to pick Dominic Reyes here. And this one, I will be betting him. Yep. Lightweight division. Brad Riddell, Hanato Mucano. Nishan. Yeah, I, I didn't really bet anything on this fight. Um, a little bit concerning both of these guys. Well, Mucano coming off that beating that RDA gave, gave to him last time. Um it's a bit concerning. He, he probably should have, that fight should have been stopped. Um, so you never know. Guy that it's, that is a little bit older in, in the game a, a long time takes a beating like that. You, you do have concerns of what he's going to come back with. Um, Riddell getting absolutely washed by Jalen Turner. Um, did not see that coming in that fight, but, uh, lost the money there. Definitely Turner is, uh, yep. is, it turns out he, he's, He's pretty good. He's he's a he's he's a very big person for that lightweight division. Um, Ryderdale's kind of turned into a bit of a grappler, which is weird because he's a kickboxing coach. Uh, I don't think he's going to be able to outgrapple Mikano, uh, so this probably stays on the feet. And Riddell's decent on the feet, but so is Mikano. I don't know. It it seems like it's a close fight. I'll probably pick Mikano to to win, but I don't really want any money on this fight with. The kind of what these guys are are bringing, the baggage that these guys are bringing into this fight. Right. Yeah, I don't have a great read on this one either. I think that on the feet, Riddell is the more trustworthy guy, but Moicano's more talented kind of everywhere in this fight. Uh, it's just I'm not sure that Moicano is going to be able to do what he needs to do and you know, the the easiest path to that is getting takedowns and hopping onto his back or, or something uh in to that uh that effect. And 
I think that Riddell's defensive grappling is good enough that he's going to stop that. It's going to be on the feet, and I think it's pretty even when it comes to a striking match. So nothing here for me. Uh, I know that was shocking to, to Lance. Um, but, yeah, this is going to be a pass for me. Shocking. Just assume yeah. this would be Munich going into it. When, when you when you worked with these guys for so long with Wes and, and Brad and Sean, I'm sure it's the same with me, you can almost just look at a card, and I could probably, with about 80% accuracy, pick everyone's everyone's bets for that card. Uh, Wes, it's hard because he bets every fight and every outcome of every fight. He's got like 77 bets. So it's kind of hard to go through there, but I can always guess in Brad not being on Moicano here is it's very surprising. I like Moicano here a good bit. I think he's got a, I think he's got a pretty clear path here. I think where he's only lost to top, top tier fighters. If you look at who Moicano has lost to in his career, He's only, has he lost to anyone outside of the top five? Oh, I'm not looking it up right now. RDA, Fiziev, <laughs> Korean Zombie, Jose Aldo, Brian Ortega. Not that's, that's terrible. Like, Every, this is like fucking Derek Lewis we're talking about. Is Riddell top five? Do we have it? But Moicano's one of those guys where like the guys he's lost to are up here. And then the guys that he's beaten are like down here. Like Calvin Cater? Yeah, Calvin Cater sucked back then. His last three wins are Alexander Hernandez, leader of the free world, uh, <laughs> Jai Herbert, <laughs> and Demir Hadzovich. Before that, it was a washed Cub Swanson. Yes, Cub Swanson was washed four years ago. And Cater, like, Right when, yeah, the, the right, wins. Right when you said that, I said, Moicano beat Alex the Great. This is a little more than sparring. <laughs> that's, that's good. Uh, I, I like Moicano a lot here. I, I think he can use his wrestling. I don't think he's, I don't think he's going to stand and trade at range. If you don't stand and trade at range with Brad Riddell, you're usually going to win. If you can get in close, you can clinch, you can get takedowns, you can work it. And I think, Grappling-wise, this is a gigantic edge. I think he's going to do to Riddell what RDA just did to him, which is takedowns, ground control, ground and pound. Don't know if he gets a finish here, but I, I think he can win a very wide decision. It's around minus 115, minus 120, I think, right now. And I think Moicano is for sure worth the toss here at, at this price. So I will be betting Hanato Moicano. All right, let's move on now to the – Pay-per-view portion of the card. We have a great pay-per-view outside of the co-main event. Starting in the lightweight division, we have Dan Hooker versus Claudio Puelas. 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 Yeah. New Sean. Uh, I threw a dart on Puelas by sub at plus 400 for a half a unit. That is his path to victory. I, I don't see there, there's a way for him to, to win a decision. Um... Either he gets that leg or or something in transition, or Booker's gonna probably box his face off. Uh, I think Puelas is is probably gonna struggle to get takedowns, so he's he's gonna have to get that sub uh, another way. But man, Hooker's been finished three of the last four fights. He is obviously fighting like top five guys in in multiple divisions, but. I don't know. It's it's just not good to see. He's he's taken some bad beatings in his life, so this is more just kind of a fade on that. That 
you know, guy that's at this weight class, tons of fights, tons of beatings. I think Puelas, uh I think Hooker probably wins, but Puelas by sub at plus 400 was uh, worthy of a stab. Brad? Um, why does Claudio Pulas hate... Sorry. Uh, Pulas hate unathletic old white dudes. Why Why does he hate those people? You, you like, should be asking the why the UFC hates those guys because they're uh, putting those guys in, in danger of their knee getting shredded by matching them up with Puelas. Um, I don't think he's very good. He has a good knee bar that apparently he doesn't practice at all, um, which is... Okay. Like, that's more bullshit than uh, me saying James Krause didn't bet on the Minner fight. Um, he didn't, technically. <laughs> Join the Discord, bro. Sorry, my bad. Um, yeah, this is just kind of weird to me because he's not good, and now it's getting down to the point where... Dan Hooker's only minus 140 against him, and I don't like Dan Hooker. I've bet against Dan Hooker a lot. Uh, he's too tall uh, for the rest of his body, which I don't like. Uh, and he likes to get punched a lot, but this guy doesn't really throw punches, and I think Hooker's much better than him everywhere. So when this opened minus 200, I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's good. Uh, and it settled around like minus 170 or so, and I was like, yeah, that's that's fine. Now down at minus 140, I'm I don't know if I'm getting suckered into a bet on Dan Hooker here, but I might have to take a bet on Dan Hooker. Yeah, I'm kind of going the other way of both of you, I guess. I'm just gonna take the under here. Uh, under two and a half was it like minus 125, minus 130? I think if this if Puelas can't get this fight to the ground. It's going to be a guy who has no idea what he's doing versus Dan Hooker on the feet, which I think is going to lead to a finish. If Hooker does get taken down, he's already completely and absolutely lost on the ground, doesn't know what he's doing. I do think he would get submitted pretty quickly in in a fight like this. So I think it's either going to be Hooker battering him and getting a finish, uh, maybe late first, early mid-second, just pounding him out, or we see the Old butt scoot, drop to your butt, maybe get a ground and pound hammer fist. Kind of like Chase Hooper did uh, the other day, which I also bet the under on that fight uh, as well. Um, I can see that or could get a knee bar. Something can happen. So I think under here is is a, is a solid place. So that's where I'm going. If I didn't do a pick, I would probably say hooker by knockout. Pretty quick. All right. Bantamweight division, Frankie Edgar, Chris Gutierrez. Hate this. Hate this so much. They couldn't have found some fucking stiff like, this is Frankie Edgar fighting in New York, and we got him fighting someone good who's going to kick the fucking shit out of his legs? That, that's the ending that Frankie's going to get? They put him on the pay-per-view in New York, and they're going to put him against a leg kicker? I don't know who he should have faced. I just know it shouldn't have been Chris Gutierrez, and I'm not happy about it. Where where was Cody Durden? Was Cody Durden not a bit? Who was the guy Co- that Cody, Cody Durden was too busy taking Chris Gutierrez down in the first round and getting a 10-8 from dominating him with the grappling like Frankie Edgar is going to do. 
Where was JP Buys? <laughs> Where is JP Buys? The unemployment at? line. Was he not available? <laughs> Divorce court. <laughs> oh, that poor bastard. <laughs> yeah, this is. I I think this is going to be sadness. Uh, MMA is a cold hard bitch, and Frankie is going to hold on for one too many fights. He he should have just left. Uh, one one when too he got many. Turned into. What do you mean? I mean, it's a bunch too many. too many, but, but when the last one, and he got turned into one of those NFT apes, um, <laughs> at that point, you, you gotta just hang him up, but he wants one more time, so now he's gonna learn to, uh, lose to a shitty guy, or a shittier guy that, and kinda tarnish the back end of that career, but it is what it is. He's still one of you the best. Good, you some good comments in the, Frankie vs. Jan, Abu Dhabi 2023. And then Aaron, <laughs> TJ Dillashaw, one shoulder would be a sick final fight for Frank. <laughs> that's that's like the JP, level. JP buys, though Frankie could totally get subbed <laughs> by JP buys. Frankie might get some takedowns in this fight, um, but anytime it's on the feet, it's going to be scary for him. Uh, leg kicks, just straight punches to his face. He's... He is not what he used to be. Uh, it's going to be a sad night. Uh, Gutierrez is going to put him away. And I put Gutierrez in a one-unit parlay. Frankie still Brad, gave why me am that. I wrong? Frankie still gave me that Munez win, though. <laughs> Great <laughs> one. It was Fucking a huge brutal. win. It was easy. It was a no-sweat win. And that's Fuck. that's the lasting memory. You know what? That's that actually leads perfectly into my breakdown because what is Chris Gutierrez but a homeless version of Pedro Munoz? He's got the leg kicks that aren't as good. He doesn't even have a guillotine. He doesn't have any sort of grappling. I mean, have you guys been watching a different Chris Gutierrez than I have? I don't Frankie care. I don't. I don't care about what state Frankie Edgar's in right now. Chris Gutierrez is not good. Frankie's gonna be able to to dance around uh, some of the greatest footwork in MMA history. He's gonna catch those leg kicks and turn them into takedowns. And this is gonna be what we thought was coming from Frankie the whole time at 135, where he's just. Mauling dudes from top position. Lance, you said you missed ground and pound. This is going to be like a throwback to the Frankie Cub Swanson fights. He's just going to beat the shit out of Gutierrez from top position, win a decision, easy. I got Frankie plus 185. Gutierrez is, is not good, and Frankie has been competitive with good fighters who have more power uh, until he's got absolutely blown up in those fights. Frankie Cub, probably one of my favorite fights. Just soul taking. That's that's where we that's where we started talking about putting soul in the mantle after that fight. Just <laughs> ended that ended that four man play. Um, listen, I think I have bet Frankie on in every single fight of his in since I want to say Gray Maynard two, the draw. I think I have bet Frankie. Every single fight of his. Frankie was Dubronx to me before Dubronx. Love Frankie. I'd say he's probably my second favorite fighter of all time. This isn't good. This is just not good. Frankie has trouble moving his 
where Frankie's gotten in trouble with his last handful of fights is the speed. You're fighting a guy who's leg kicking. He's going to slow him down. Frankie cannot defend himself. Uh, I don't know if Frankie can get takedowns here. It's, it's worrisome. I'm not going to be betting this, but I've never bet against Frankie. I will be rooting for you, Brad. I'll be rooting for Frankie Edgar. Frankie pulling one more upset before calling it a career in New York would be great, but this is MMA, so nothing happy ever happens, ever. So I assume Frankie's going to take three kicks to the knee, blown ACL. <laughs> You're the guy that, that talks about how you would bet Josh Koscheck tomorrow if he came back to the UFC. And you're not willing to bet Frankie against a tomato can like Chris Gutierrez. I actually like Chris Gutierrez. For one, I am higher on him than you. I have bet Chris Gutierrez a lot. This has changed his tune when it comes to to calf kicks. He's he's a calf kicker. But I like his calf kicks. He does a good job. Uh, He wins fights. I I like Chris Gutierrez. I I bet him a lot. I don't think he's a complete can. I, I would have, I'd rather JP buys than this. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I, I can't see this one for my boyfriend. That, that doesn't mean I'm not going to have some beers and mean Saturday night and there's going to be fucking wages thrown out. That doesn't mean that. I think Frankie has no chance. I think he's going to lose, but there's also a chance that I will be betting Frankie in this fight <laughs> because. All right, let's move on now. Lightweight division, Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler. This is going to be a wild ass fight. Uh, Chandler always brings it. He's at this point in his career, he is uh, going for it, life or death, and he's he's been close a couple times. He he got Hooker out of there. Um, he he almost got Dubronx out of there. He's he he's a bad dude. Uh, I know he didn't look great against Ferguson in the first round, but he still has the offense to change a fight with one strike. Um, when it comes to how these guys match up, like. I I think this is just going to be a stand-up brawl. I think Chandler Chandler in, in the first round is a terrifying human being. Uh, Poirier has had some troubles with guys starting quick. Uh, Connor started quick on him. I mean, you go back even to like the the Johnson fight where he got dusted in in seconds. Um, I think Chandler comes out hot and probably gets him out of there. If not. We know Chandler, he'll gas, and, and Poirier probably takes him out a little bit later. But Chandler, round one, is like plus 650, I found it at. That's that's crazy to me with a guy that comes full steam ahead um, and and as reckless as, as he is. So I, I put a half unit on that. Uh, bigger play is, is on, on doesn't go to decision. I got that in a parlay, uh, two-unit parlay. I do think Chandler's going to get him. He's he's his offense is ridiculous in the first round, so he will be the pick. Brad, yeah, I like Chandler here. Um, I don't know if it's because the peak of Dustin Poirier's career was when I was the least interested in MMA, so I I remember him around those time periods when he's lost a lot of fights. Um, but he's just never really done it for me. Uh, I, I think that Chandler is obviously the more athletic guy here. He has more power. Poirier might be able to pile volume on him late. But even if this gets out of the first round, I think if Chandler even thinks about shooting a double leg, uh, Poirier's already jumping guard for a guillotine. So 
Chandler can pretty easily get top position here whenever he wants it, if he does get into trouble on the feet. And you're not going to choke that dude out. Dubrovs couldn't choke that man out. He had, he had to resort to knocking him out. So that tells you something. Uh, I like Chandler. I took him plus 190, which is still available right now, I think. Um, this one seems to be climbing up, which I don't entirely understand. Uh, but I like Chandler. I like Chandler here. Uh, we're only three months away from Black History Month, so I think it's time for Chandler to really start representing. I expect there will be something on the UFC broadcast just getting us ready for that moment for Michael Chandler. Um, if you look at Dustin Poirier, I, I, I think he's, I think he's kind of past his prime here. Uh, I know he's a little bit younger, but he's in so many wars. And when was really his last good win? If you look at his last three, four years, Conor McGregor twice. What does that really mean anymore? Dan Hooker. Life and death with Dan mm-hmm. Hooker. Not impressive. Lost to Habib. Beat Max, who's a 145-pounder, going up to 155. Beat Eddie Alvarez in his that last fight one. before leaving. But beat Eddie Alvarez in his last fight before leaving the UFC. And then Eddie from there lost to something called Timothy Naftyukin. Was <laughs> the fight that he fought That's him after, after Poirier. So definitely the very, very end of Eddie's career. Really, if you look at it, Poirier's last good win was against Justin Gaethje, another life-and-death type fight, and that fight was in April 2018. I would say that was his last last good win from there. Chandler, he's, you know, he's had some some good moments, almost some wins. I know he's lost some fights, but Chandler still seems to me for the most part like he has just as much power as he did – any time in his career as he does as he does now. Chandler is gonna go out there and he's gonna fucking headhunt. He's been this fighter for a while. He's not the old school way back in the day, Chandler, when he used to do some wrestling and stuff like that. Chandler's coming out and he's gonna he wants to take your fucking head off. And I, I think that's what he's gonna do here. Dustin Poirier does get hit a lot. If you look at that Dubronx, Dubronx was lighting Poirier up on the feet. Even that first round when Poirier was getting the better of Dubronx a little bit and dropped him. Dubrov's still hitting him a lot, and Poirier gets hit a lot in his fights, and it's hard to get hit clean by Chandler more than a couple times, and this isn't the fight where, against Chandler, where you can get hit and he can take him down. There's a 0% chance Dustin Poirier can take down Michael Chandler, so if Chandler does hurt him, Poirier has no out there. He's got to stand and he's got to bang with him. Clinching's not going to work. Chandler is much stronger than Dustin Poirier, and I think this line is just off. I just really like Michael Chandler here. Uh, I think it's like plus 190 or so. I think that's that's a must bet in my opinion. I think Michael Chandler's still got it. He still looks in amazing shape. Even though he's a little bit older than Poirier, I think Poirier might be even a little bit more washed because of all the wars he's in. So it's going to be Michael Chandler for me, and that will be the consensus bet of the week this week is Michael Chandler. All right, let's move on now. Women's strawweight division, Carlos Barza. Zhang. I'll be quick. I think Zhang uh, destroys her. Um, Who? I don't. I. What's that? Who's Zhang? She knew here. Wiley. I don't know. Either two, two, about to be the two-time champ. This is the co-main over Chandler and Poirier. <laughs> uh, 
Whaley is is gonna dominate this fight. I don't think Esparza is gonna be able to get her down or get her down for long. I could see Whaley even taking down Esparza. Esparza has been taken down by some decent wrestlers, and on the feet, this is just miles apart. So uh, I expect Whaley to to get a finish here. So I got Whaley in that two unit part, or I got her in a unit parlay with Gutierrez at minus one fourteen, and then that two unit parlay with Poirier Chandler doesn't go to decision at minus one twenty four. Right. Yeah, uh, Whaley's going to beat the shit out of Carla in this fight. Um, Carla's not going to be able to get taken down. She's going to get thrown off or just squashed uh, underneath any shots that she takes here and just mauled on the feet. Uh, I think it will look something like her fight against uh, Ioana for the belt back in the day where she was just completely physically overmatched and this is the point in the division where her ability to actually know how to wrestle a little bit isn't enough to overcome the athletic difference between her and her opponent so uh Zhang is the parlay leg with who did I mention earlier um somebody Choi plus 107 for that yeah, I like uh, I like Zhang here. Uh, I I think Carla's going to get a few takedowns. I do not think she can hold her down here. Um, and every minute on the feet is just not going to be good for Carla. This is not going to be the the Rose PTSD type fight. This is going to be Zhang in her face throwing fucking bombs, and I think it's just going to be absolutely too much. So I will uh, I'll be parlaying Zhang uh, here with someone else on the card. All right, main event, middleweight division. Israel Adesanya, Alex Pajero. It is. You, Sean. I like the under four and a half in this fight. I, I know Lance is going to disagree with me, um, but Pereira has a decent chance at getting getting Izzy in the first round. That dude has scary power, and if he doesn't, and Izzy's going to be able to make him miss, I see Pereira gassing. He, he has slowed down in, in some of his kickboxing fights. Uh, Izzy does have good defense, and if he's swinging and missing, um, I think those hands are going to get lower. He's going to get tired, and Izzy's going to tee off on him. Uh, Pereira's going to make this a fight, whereas the last bunch of guys that Izzy's fought have been too scared to really exchange with him, and then they lose boring decisions. Pereira's not going to do that. He's going to bring it to Izzy, and we're going to see fireworks. So uh, I do expect Izzy to win, and get a finish in the middle rounds but yeah the uh the under four and a half i got it at plus 120 for two units and i'm looking to add a bit more brad i i can see where you're coming from with the under four and a half but at the same time it's a a thin titty adesanya fight so i'm i'm not sure that i can get on board with the under i do think he wins this fight uh, however, which is sad because I, I love picking against this guy. Uh, unfortunately, it's only paid off for me once, um, but that was a, a glorious one. I, I've seen people say that Izzy can outgrapple Pereira here, and I think that is one of the most laughable things that I've ever heard, considering Pereira. <laughs> and he's a fucking monster that's probably going to be about 20 pounds bigger than Izzy on fight night. Um, that's uh, that's kind of crazy. I honestly think it would be 
interesting to see Pajera shoot a takedown or two just to to take away from uh, what Izzy wants to do, which is dance around and and be boring and have this fight go 25 minutes, jab and leg kick. Um, I, I think Pereira is the one who would be better served by dirtying this thing up. Uh, even if it's not full on grappling, just getting into the clinch and like roughing up the much smaller man because out in, at distance, I, I think Izzy's going to kind of pick him apart. And the fact that it's cage versus ring where their other two fights have been means that it's going to be much harder for Pereira to, to track him down and, you know, find a corner to kind of bomb on him in. So I think, uh, unfortunately, we got an Izzy decision on deck because it's an Izzy fight, but hey, I'm ready to be proven wrong and him to actually turn it up towards the end of a fight for once. This line is insane to me. Um, I don't know if people think they're doing a kickboxing rematch. I'm, I'm not, I'm not really sure. So we got a guy, Izzy, who I, who I hate, right? Uh, I think everyone knows that Izzy is, he is my least favorite fighter in the entire UFC. What about O'Malley? Not close. I hate this man. I hate everything. I don't like looking at him. I don't like his, his right titty. I don't like any, I don't like when he talks. I don't like when he fights. I like nothing about this human. He has been one of the most dominant champions in UFC history. He has what, six, seven title defenses? Wait, is it, is it dominant when you make the viewers go to sleep instead of your opponents? He dominant, he wins. He wins. He he defends his title fairly easily. Yes. Outside of the Gastelum fight, he really hasn't faced much adversity at 185. He, he's one of the winningest Champions of all time. He's fighting a guy who's about to make his fourth UFC fight. His win was over, his best only win was over Sean Strickland, who attempted to be knocked out in that fight. <laughs> oh, actually, explanation for how he fought was he attempted to get knocked out. He was an underdog, I believe. Wasn't it a slight underdog to Sean Strickland? Around even money? To Sean Strickland. He is now, what, plus, was it plus 150? Versus Adesanya, Adesanya down to, to minus 200. I don't know what I'm missing here. This is not kickboxing. This is not going to be a kickboxing match. It's just not. Izzy is a very smart UFC fighter, MMA fighter. He really is. And that's what makes him so boring, I think, as well. He takes the path to least resistance. He wins fights. They're very boring. He gets it done. Minus 200. That se- this seems to me like – maybe I'm wrong. This seems like one of the worst fucking lines I've ever seen in a championship fight. It seems so far off. This should be one of those minus 800 type situations. Pajera's only chance is for Izzy to kind of get caught doing something stupid. Izzy is going to keep his distance. He is going to circle. He's going to do his stupid bullshit. He's going to push him against the fence. He's going to win every round easily. He's too smart to get caught. When was the last time someone hurt is he? Gas- only time. Gastelum? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been hurt since then. He's changed. That's when he was like, man, I should be boring. And I, I think at minus 200, you're getting an absolute fucking steal here. I'm, I'm, I got Adesanya and Zhang together. I don't see how how I lose that one. I, I really I really like that parlay there. But I, I'm just shocked at this line. I think this is just MMA hype job at its finest. 
and I think Adesanya is going to easily cruise to a to a victory here. So that will be the pick, Israel Adesanya. As much as I hate it, I don't know who's going to beat this guy. I still think it needs to be a wrestler who's going to beat Adesanya. I don't know who that wrestler is. I don't know if you guys have some ideas, if maybe we can train someone. I'll take Kapowski over tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who to beat this guy. Uh, I, I I really don't. Bo, yes, Bo magic nose, magic nose. That's He's the man right from, there from 185. By the time that uh, yep. Bo Nickel gets a shot. Honestly, weird Mal- enough, it's, it's Malcoon or it's Andre Muniz, but uh, it's it's more difficult for me. Realistically, really wrestle. Realistically, who? Who has the best chance of beating Adesanya one year from now? We've already been talking about this, but it doesn't matter because he's not going to fight Bo Nickel because he's going to 205 before Nickel gets a shot. Wouldn't you? Yep. <laughs> no. People don't understand how good – I've been watching Bo Nickel wrestle for a long time. People don't understand how easily he would take down Adesanya. They just don't like, – Bo Nickel, man. Truth. Yeah, anyway. Instead, let's have uh, Izzy go up to 205 and get destroyed by Glover. Love you, it. That's that's you, the perfect Glover. We need a Glover win fight. in December, and that fight happens, man. We get a Glover win in December, and that fight will happen. Love it. Did you did you guys do you guys see the line that's posted on Bo Nickel versus Chimaev? Yeah. Yes. If that doesn't not. tell you, Chimaev, the most feared fighter in the UFC right now. He's minus fucking 500 or whatever versus everyone, minus 1,000. He's only minus 300 versus a guy who hasn't made his UFC debut. <laughs> Wild, that wrestler. My man, we really appreciate everyone listening this week. Um, that was a fun show. We got a great card. We'll be – what's next week's card? Anything good? Black Beast in the main event. Yeah. Is Spivak top five? He might be. He might be exactly. in heavyweight. Well, Lewis is pissed after that fucking trash garbage stoppage. I almost feel bad for Speedbock in this fight. Derek Lewis title run. It's coming. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate the time. We'll see you back next week. Uh, Adesanya Tita Picks will be posted on Twitter, so check us out there. Can't get blocked anymore. Elon, free speech. <laughs>